Welcome to the Fundraising Elevator, where we're all headed up. This podcast is a production of ElevateNonprofit.com, an online learning platform for fundraising event professionals. We're coming to you today from the studios of the AV department. Please welcome our hosts, Kristen Steele and Samantha Swaim. Well, friends, welcome to the Fundraising Elevator today. I am so excited because we have a frontline fundraiser who is here to share with us her secrets of her success. We have watched Beth McGorry from Dubuque, Iowa, in with St. Mark's grow and grow and grow yeah. and grow her fundraising in yeah. the past couple of years. And Beth, we are so excited to have you on the show to talk to us about the path you have been on and the things that you have applied to your fundraising. Thank you for joining us. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's nothing wrong with good tears. Right. You know, I always joke that my goal is to make people cry. So, you know, that's the goal. I want you to be emotional. So should I ask so, you for money now? Is that what, yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's exactly okay. how that works. If you get a tier, then I, then it's um, it's the landing spot right here. I'm stopping. I so, love it. I love money. it. Well, let's officially introduce the audience to Beth, and then we'll kick off with our conversation today. I love it. Beth McGorry is currently the Director of Donor Relations at St. Mark Youth Enrichment. She's evolved her role from the part-time event coordinator in 2014 to currently leading a team of amazing fundraisers. Her passion is connecting the students and families they work with to amazing donors who want to see them make a difference every day. Outside of St. Mark, you will see Beth at community functions supporting other nonprofits, family, and friends. She loves traveling hours to see her nephew marching or her niece figure skating. If you checked out her social media, you would see her love of travel and her cat, Mo. Thanks for being with us today, Beth. Oh so, my gosh, you, you might see Mo, just so everyone knows. He might make an appearance. So. I, I hope Mo makes an appearance. That sounds amazing. <laughs> so Beth, events have become so much more than just fundraising. Yeah, oh my gosh. To, to me, it's how I get to connect. It's one of the extra, I'm an in-person hugger. And so, um, you know, this whole extroverted self, like I, I'm kind of an introvert extrovert until I walk into that scenario mm-hmm. and I am the extrovert in the room. And um, it's been a way for us to make some beautiful connections um, with our donors face to face and really, you know, solidly become friends. Mm. And, you know, where then you're meeting in the grocery store. And Dubuque is a small town. There's only 50,000 of us in this town with, you know, tons of opportunities to meet at the grocery store. And so, but this is the opportunity for us to introduce myself sometimes because I might be writing these letters or I might be sending off videos, but oh my gosh, here she is in real life person. This person has been asking me for money, Mm -hmm. maybe talking to me on the phone, but this is an opportunity to see, oh, she's only five foot two. And, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there's an opportunity to do that. And so, um, cause you know, we all look tall when we're online. Right. And so, um, <laughs> but it's, it's an opportunity for us to connect. I met with a donor. We ran into each other at a hospital recently and she's like, Beth, I don't know if you remember me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I remember your first gift to St. Mark. Oh, and so, you know, it's just one of those opportunities for us to introduce ourselves and, um, in person and give lots of hugs and show so much gratitude. Like I always feel like our big gala is an opportunity for us to show gratitude on top of this story that we need to share and um, the purpose of the event to raise money. But man, you know, when the first event that I ever got to hold, I was crying up on stage. (laughs) I was lured by the generosity 
And I live in a beautifully generous community and um, they always seem to come for the show and give with their hearts completely. I think we forget how good giving can feel. Just, oh, I mean, yeah. not just to like witness it in the room, but to be part of mm-hmm. it and to give. Yeah. It's my job, I feel like, to make people feel good to give. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I often talk about this with my dad. And he's like, Beth, the biggest gift that you have is to make people feel good. Mm. And you are really giving people an opportunity to give to something. And you're giving them the opportunity and opening the pathway for them. And for me, that's that's been, that was changing for me. That was like, oh my gosh. So not only am I telling this great story about the kids that we serve every day, but I'm giving donors my community um, opportunities to feel good in sometimes a world that doesn't feel good today. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great opportunity to do that and to open your eyes to that. You are making people feel great every day when you ask them to give. I I feel like that's a mic drop, my friend, for this (laughs) podcast episode. If folks can take that that opening of yours and put that into play, they -hmm. will be well well on their way to successful fundraising. I think what's so beautiful about what you're saying is you're you're taking on the action. Mm-hmm. You're taking on the gratitude, the grace, the story. Yep. Yep. You're taking on setting the table for someone yes. to join you at a meal yes. versus I don't know. I just keep sending this invite to them to dinner and they ignore me. Right. Like you're really taking all of those steps to bring them to the proverbial table. And when you Mm -hmm. do, you see them. Yeah. And that's, that's, it's not donor. You just made the switch in what you said. You said donors and you said my community, you said my community. And so, yeah, you made it a we. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think a fundamental shift for people that closes distance. Yes. And brings people, and when you close distance, automatically you're coming closer together, right? Exactly. So um, that's so beautiful. You know, this I love it. Like points to me the importance of donor stewardship, something yeah. that's very like buzzy right now in yeah. the nonprofit sector because so many of us have seen shifts in our in our donor world and has mm-hmm. seen shifts among what's possible with our donors. Give me context because I want to ask you about how you steward donors through events. But give me context. How many events do you have? Is it just your big gala? We just do a big gala and then we do a crazy um, golfing event over frozen, a frozen marina. Like, so <laughs> we, <laughs> surprise. Um, we yeah, play you're making me golf. cry now. That's, amazing. That's so we amazing. We play ice golf. 18 oh, I, holes of golf on a frozen marina instead of a traditional golf outing. We just have fun and it's crazy. And it's how I met St. Mark. I'm not going to lie. So I was a participant before I was hired at St. Mark. And that may yeah. be the only golf tournament I can get behind. I, I just, I'm so, with you. Suddenly I want to go to this I, golf tournament. I, I, and I don't if even you want to invite us, we might, we might just sort of be yes. there with some popcorn. Oh, it's hysterical. It, we play with tennis balls. And it's hysterical. <laughs> this is getting better as we go. I, know, I love it. Kristen's crying yeah, too. I there are costumes, bit. costumes and sled contests. And so who can make the most creative costume and most creative sled? Oh my God. How have I not seen any of your I social media not. on this? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Okay. Noted. So here's what I want to know is how are you using this amazingly fun? We underestimate the value of fun, this amazingly yeah. fun golf tournament and this incredibly touching and beautiful gala to steward your donors. Yeah. What does that oh like look like for you in action? 
Well, you know, it's super fun to watch the Gulf outing. The Gulf outing is an interesting um, scenario because um, we um, we inherited this gift or this it was given to us this event and the guys who were playing didn't care where the money was going right oh. so over the last 10 years i now have regulars who understand where this money is going now mm-hmm. and understand that this event is going to take care of a handful of kiddos um to go to summer um enrichment program summer camp and so you know it's been a really beautiful thing to watch them come to this and it's taken time i mean like these guys don't really necessarily they're out for fun in february like yeah february is a dreary month and if i can make them laugh and cry a little bit out there like and it's they're crying because they're having too much fun and um and they're cold a, <laughs> in the cold because we've done this at minus 20 below oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah and these guys though the and it's a lot of guys a lot of women everyone's out there playing it doesn't matter you can you can stink at golf it doesn't matter at all that's actually preferable and um it's been this really amazing transition over the last 10 years and we've had a group of core golfers who have golfed with us for all of the years that ice golf has been happening and so but it has like they're they're not going to read a flyer that i throw in a that I throw in a bag of supplies. Right. Yep. Yep. You read any of that. No one reads any of that stuff. It's about talking to them on the ice. Mm. It's about, you know, hanging out, walking around, talking to every team, having roasted weenies because someone made a a, <laughs> a, a golf cart that um, had a fighter pit on it and they're roasting hot dogs on it. <laughs> oh and so, but it's getting to know them as people and where they are. And I think that that is part of it. And, you know, and some of them we've been able to transition into larger donors or into monthly giving and stuff like that. But some of them, this is it. Yeah. This is where we're going to yeah. find mm-hmm. them. We're going to take them at their place. We're going to meet them where they are today. And so, um, but loving on them, we write thank you cards. We we try to take pictures of every team and make sure those get out to everyone so that they can remember. Oh, I guess hey, you showed Mom. up. Hi, Hi, Momo. Hi, Momo. You are, you are in Mo's room. I think you've <laughs> yes. sat in his chair even. Right? He's so mad. There's cat hair all over this chair and I'm wearing black. It's going to be fantastic later. So, um, But, you know, and even into stewarding of talking about getting them prepared, you know, and I think getting the, um, even with the gala, like really getting them prepared to what they're going to experience and yeah. being with them in that mm. process has been really helpful for us. And um, I've been doing videos, pro, um, you know, really well produced and really not so well produced um, over the last five to six years. And um, they go over really well, period, yeah. either way. And so setting that stage and really getting them prepared, because I'll never forget, I was sitting in one of your sessions, Kristen, and it was like um, creating an environment of giving. Mm -hmm. And that is my goal every day. You know, when we're doing these events, how can I create an environment where you feel like it's not even compelled, like there's no guilt here. You're just feeling like I want to give what I have. I love the best one. I win a million dollars in the lottery. It's all coming to you. (laughs) Like, you know, I love that moment because that means they're tied in. Yeah. And whomever, whatever they can give, whether it's $10 or $10,000, it doesn't matter because they're tied into, you know, with their hearts into um, the mission that we're trying to share with everyone. That is a gift that you have. It is. um, It's interesting because I actually don't know a lot about 
St. Mark's and about your organization. I know a lot about you and like your heart connection to your work and your passion pulls me into St. Mark's, right? Right. It's your belief in the work. It's your belief in the kiddos. It's your um, just you see people and share your love and passion and it pulls people in. And it certainly has for us. I know the first time we met you, it was, you know, all excitement about the event we were all at together and you were just so excited about fundraising and you mm-hmm. are just so in love with the fact that it is truly about building community. Oh, and completely. It's yeah. such a gift you have. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, you know, it's one of those things that I'm just the spokesperson for St. Mark. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, so many full-time staff behind me who feel exactly the way I do. Mm -hmm. And that to me um, is perfect. Like I've been starting to be able to bring in our director of programs to help fundraise with me. And she's excellent. And, you know, and I think that those pieces, that connection that we all have, that we embed each other in each other's lanes. And, you know, and I think that that has been a huge key for us. It's not always been the case. And we finally have a team that's truly connected to that. And they know our our program team understands when I'm going to bring people along for a story tour that they know that they know what's happening here. And so I'm always trying to stay connected with our program team because that really I'm just the spokesperson. Yeah. And there are 14 other people who are just like me. They just don't want to talk on a camera. Yeah. Well, and I think what's amazing, and I I hope if folks just walk away with one thing that I get from you every time is every interaction with you is a we. Mm. Literally, it is a we. And so there is no there is no barrier for people to to being able to be a part of the mission. Just like Sam said, we may not know all of the particulars. Right. That's less important. You've tapped into the thing that I want to do, which is be a part of something. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that can yeah. that can really supersede, I think, sometimes the need we have to be like, <laughs> they must be able to know this program and this program and this is where this is going. And but I yeah. think what's really fascinating to me is that you have you have brought that secret sauce to a golf tournament, which we all know is one of the most transactional modes of event-based fundraising that there is. Many not successful because of the huge amount of cost and little return. And yet you have continued to figure out how can I be in community yeah. with people to bring them along? And that's that's yeah. a long game. And I and that's what I also yeah. love about you is that you do incremental shifts and see mm-hmm. how they go. And so I'm wondering yes. if you can talk a little bit how, I mean, we've all lived through this big thing of the pandemic mm-hmm. together and events and gathering and all of those things. So how have events continued to change for you in these last few recent years? What has that looked like? You know, it was interesting, even doing the golf outing in the pandemic, we're like, hey, we could do an outdoor thing. That was fantastic. And, you know, and we changed how we did that. That made us better, made us better communicators, Mm. you know, and I think that to me is huge is that we became over communicators at that point. And that was huge for us. 
But even as we, um, you know, that first year um, in 2020, what were we going to do? Well, first, we we pulled every sheet that we could find from you guys and how to transition to a hybrid <laughs> event. Not yeah. going to lie. I think I read Great. your script. I think I used your letters um, and really, you know, using those resources. But we did um, our first year with a hybrid online in-person, but the in-person was in a parking lot. Oh, and, amazing. Uh, Fantastic. Right. And it was you know, we we partnered with the church, which has been key to us going forward. Um, you know, they were already doing online church services. So finding uh, a really good partner that we didn't have to, we're small, we're a small shop. And so the idea of being able to afford a production company, yeah. we couldn't do that. We could never do that. But we found a partner in one of our churches that has loved us for years. And so that relationship has just grown and blossomed, right? And so... Um, when we so they have stayed with us um, since 2020, and they're going to stick with us ah, uh, forever. That's amazing, and, fantastic, right? And so that piece of it, um, we gave out cupcakes to anyone who showed up to our parking lot event, <laughs> and you know we had all these signs and all these big things, and it was really hard, and it wasn't our most successful event whatever, but it was a really good experience for us. Yeah. And we learned a lot. Um, our next year, we did an, a telethon type scenario on this church's stage, right? <laughs> Coming back to this relationship awesome. with the church. And, um, and so we did it in a way that we learned how to really bring everyone in. So I was making videos of what to expect. How do we, how are you going to do this? How are you going to participate? If you bought a party pack, you got um, all of these little components in there, how to log on, how to be um, with us, how to make the cocktail that you could make uh, and yes. be with us. Yeah. And we had people out there sharing their pictures online because they were having their own house parties. Perfect. And that was fantastic. And we have continued to do those things that we, as we went back into um, live in person, we've continued to keep it hybrid. There's always awesome. going to be an option for our families to watch and participate yep. um, for our families who live afar. Yep. Um, we have um, one of my donors, our donor, she was so amazing. She bought a party pack and she lived in California. And we were doing, it was our first in-person event. And um, she want, we're like, gosh, do we send, one of the team members like, do we send that to California? It's going to cost us a lot of money. And I'm like, send the party back. <laughs> send it. Just send the party back. And so um, we sent the party pack and we got this lovely message back that she and her daughter watched the show, made the hot chocolate that was the recipe card in the um, event and um, in her party pack and sent us a check. Amazing. And what has happened is she has since passed, but her husband continues to give. Oh, wow. In that's, honor that's of her from that so one moment good. of sending the party Send pack. Send the party I'm pack. Sorry. Send the party pack, friends. It's okay. <laughs> that's our and new so, t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> Send the party packs. And so, you know, I think that that has been the transition. And we will never have anyone stand on stage ever again and tell their story. We will have them on video and so that yeah. they can feel safe and as comfortable as possible. Our goals is that our kids feel safe, love, and that they belong every day, right? And so we want our donors and our community to feel the exact same with us and our families to feel that way. I had a board member go, Beth, I miss, you know, the the story being up there and her, you know, starting to break down. I'm like, you'll never see that again from us. Mm, yeah. And um, because it really, it's traumatizing. Yeah. Could and that so, donor understand that? 
Oh, a hundred percent. When Excellent. I said that to her, she was like, oh, Beth. Right. And I'm yeah. like, uh-huh. And so, and I think that, you know, that has really, it's played well for us. And shoot, I mean, the opportunity to go hybrid means that we can share that for the rest of the year. Like yeah. that story yeah. now lives in perpetuity. Like we get to listen to that for a long time and we get to use that information. And, you know, and when we're sharing our stories, we're so on top of always, hey, can we still use this? You yep. know, hey, mom, mom, are we still okay to use this? I know you're looking for a job. Do you really want this out in the public? I understand these things. Like, what are we doing to make sure that they still feel safe with us? Amazing. Because yep. that's huge for us and our kids that safety, love and belonging are like the key components. And if we can continue to do that within our community and our donor donor base, that they all feel that way and our team feels that way, that's the goal of our agency for every day. That's amazing. We should not move yeah. away from our missions for the sake of fundraising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That, 100%. that we have to live our mission to live our fundraising too. Yeah. Yeah. Walking the walk all the time. I teach yoga classes and um, I always think it's, you're living your yoga. You're living yeah. this mission every day in whatever component you're sitting in, whether you're in a partner meeting or you're sitting with the city council or you're sitting with, you know, whoever you're sitting with doing a proclamation or whatever, that you are still living that mission at every it's amazing. Mic drop again. I know. Once again. I know. So um, I'm going to put you on the spot. I want to make sure that we all know how to participate in your event because I think people could learn a lot from your event. So I want to make sure that you send us either a link of where a past event lives or yeah. send us the connection for this year's event so that yeah. people can, you know, learn from you. We'd and all see, like to tune in. Yeah. yeah. And give to this amazing organization that you love so much. Well, it sounds like you've had quite the evolution in your events. I want to know, is there a single strategy that you've deployed that you feel like has been the most impactful? Gosh, you know, there's so many little pieces, right, that um, have been really impactful. So even when we transitioned into back to um, in-person, we wanted to remind people how to do this, right? How are we going to do this? And that is now a key component of what we do all the time. And it helps our board storytell a little bit. It gives them tools to use because I was always hearing, Beth, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. And I get it because they probably didn't. Yeah. You know, and we weren't doing our story tours. We weren't prepping our board to be really good table hosts. And so I want my board members to be able to tell their own story. And mm-hmm. so of playing with Legos or, you know, doing little things with animals and laying on the floor with the kids when they're doing, you know, with the kindergartners. And so I want them to have their own story. So our story touring has been really key component for our board members to experience and be with the kids. So everybody has their own story. I have billions of stories. They have a handful and they just need a handful. And so that has been key. So when they show up, when our guests show up, um, they already know some of this. They already know a little bit of the background. um, And we've been giving them little bits and pieces of the background as, you know, we progress. We share videos um, and we ask our table hosts to share it with their guests. I need you to do this piece in here. And they're fantastic at it. And it has been a progression for us of how do we get them included in that storytelling. And our board has really taken that really strongly that this is a place that I can do this. And, you know, no board members hate asking for money. That's not what they necessarily signed up to do. Right. They yep. signed up because they like this mission. They feel yeah. they felt compelled because yep. of the mission and asking for money is not their favorite gig. That's my job. Yeah. Yep. And so I just need you to open the doors and bring the people that you know 
could fall in love. Mm, And that's mm. how I propose it to them is I want you to find people who will fall in love. They don't have to be the person with the biggest capacity. Right. right. But they also could fall in love and tell their boss. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that to me is a huge component that we have moved towards and that will continue with us. Um, I also love prepping our people to come in. So our first time going in person, we decided to throw everything away um, and we went casual. We had all fancy dress. We're a kid's agency. Let's be us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't need to be the ones in a black and white tie. You know, we don't need to do that. And so we asked everyone to dress like we're going camping and we got costumes. We had Boy (laughs) Scout uniforms and Girl Scout uniforms. And um, I had made a couple of videos on how I wanted people to feel comfortable. You come in your business clothes. It's great. But I'm probably going to wear these tennis shoes. And so um, this is what I'm wearing. So you all can feel comfortable however you wear, whatever you wear. And so when we got to the day and we're opening the doors and welcoming them, welcoming them into, we created a forest. I'm not going to lie. There were trees everywhere. And it's a, <laughs> it's a French boutique hotel. Like, and so we really, <laughs> it was crazy. And so, but creating this wow moment of like, oh, this just feels comfortable. Yeah. I feel safe here. I feel comfortable. And one of my um, guests, oh my God, he was so funny. He's like, that's, I was expecting purple shoes. You said you were going to wear your purple tennis shoes and you're wearing your blue tennis shoes today. And I'm like, they watched the video. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think sharing those pieces is key to all of it. How do I get you to feel like you feel so prepared that you're not worried about checking? Yeah. You're not worried about your credit card. You're not worried about any of these things that you're going to feel welcome the moment you walk in because, oh, wait, we already know you're coming. You know, mm-hmm. like you've already been in connection and um, community with them through video or messaging and all of those things. And those will never leave us. Um, And I think that well-produced or not really greatly produced, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. We all all have a cell phone these days that is a production TV station in our pocket. Right. And I use it all the time. Sitting outside, I got a minute and a half to tell you something really, really important and I'm going to do it. So, love it. Yeah. Well, you yeah. tapped into a couple of key like psych- psychology and best practice yeah, things that yeah. I want to tap into. So, um, you mentioned the importance of the invite, the communication yep. that's happening beforehand, because as Priya Parker says, the event starts the first time I hear about the event. Yep. And right. you really set up for your guests to understand what to expect. Mm-hmm. You also give them a, enough explanation about how to show up, meaning what to wear, what, you know, what to expect. And then you also touched on story tours, which if folks Mm -hmm. go back to Tammy Zonker's episode with us on story tours, I love that you are engaging your table hosts and board members in coming in, getting a tour of your mission before the event so that they then are your ambassadors at the event, (gasps) which then taps into what Susan Howlett says, which is, your board's job is not to be asking for money. Your board's job is to be your biggest fan and right. help other people fall in love with your exactly. organization. But the, and other, you know what? sorry, go ahead. It's to go ahead. No, no, oh no, 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 it's all you. I just love it all because to me, I'm, you know, I, I always just want to bring in a new snippet every time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, There is, I don't, there's nothing to me about let's throw it all up and let's try it all new. Like, no, 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 no. Everything is about little incremental changes for me. And so, and our team, my team can't handle 
huge change. We've already been through all of these huge changes, yeah, right? So yeah. if the team, like, and really giving them opportunities to change one more thing every year. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started to meet you guys and learning from you, um, I went into the nonprofit storytelling conference the first year and was overloaded, right? And so yeah. I walked back with three things. How do I storytell better in an event? Mm-hmm. How do I storytell better on social media? And how do I write a better appeal letter? Like those were the three things. Yeah. The second year I went to the um, storytelling conference, it was the exact same things, same key components. <laughs> and, you know, just because I, I clearly didn't learn at all. Right. And so yeah. um, but adding those pieces to it where the team doesn't know necessarily that story tours are part of my key. Right. Mm. Like it's part of my big master plan. And I actually had our program team just the other day. Beth, we don't want to. We, we've got, you know, not um, we've got um, summer learning week this week, and then we do our showcase um, this week. Do you want to put them together so you don't have to be bothered and we don't have to? I'm like, oh, no, I want more time with you guys. I want to bring more people in. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, oh, oh, we get it now, Beth. We understand what you're doing when you bring people in. And so understanding that component of it, they're like, oh, I go every time I bring in another person, how can you not love what you're seeing here with yeah, kids and yeah. adults that care about them. And so you can't, you, you just, I, I can't tell you that story. I can't always just tell you that story. I need to show you that yeah, story. Yeah, absolutely. But that's been a key piece to that. And our board members having their own, oh my God, that is, I mean, that's why we bring people, right? Yep. It's the passion that if I can get a board member passionate about something, uh, it's just going to flow out of them, whether so they're going to talk about it at church, they're going to talk about it in their office. Oh my gosh, I just got to yeah. see this really cool thing. And um, I was with one of our board members as we were recruiting another board member and her story, like I've never heard her talk like that. It was beautiful. <laughs> That's but amazing. her story was beautiful and it was, and she loves to show up for those kids, holy buckets. And so <laughs> it is, it's her superpower. And so really engaging those superpowers with them and how can they do that? Well, I want to take a short break because we want to make sure that we give our promotional partners an opportunity to be heard. But when we come back, I want to talk about engaging your board superpowers. That's an intriguing lead in. So we'll be right back with Beth McGorry. Loving the fundraising elevator, but wondering how you can talk to Sam and Kristen? Well, now's your chance to do it. Book one-on-one consulting time with Swain Strategies experts, Sam, Kristen, and Mary, and get all your event questions answered. Our team has you covered on strategic planning, fundraising strategy, storytelling, data tools, and registration support. Get the tools and the help you need to make the most impact at your fundraising event. Book at elevatenonprofit.com. The link is also in our show notes. Welcome back to the Fundraising Elevator. We are here with one of our absolute favorite fundraisers, Beth McGorry out of Iowa with St. Mark's. So I want to talk a little bit about, before the break, you were talking about conceptually this idea of not micromanaging, but inspiring and empowering. And both board, staff, donors, like that's a huge shift I think for people to think about in terms of setting a metric and like hammering on them to perform to whatever that metric is, whether it's our donor Mm -hmm. or our board Mm -hmm. or whatever, instead taking a step back, looking at the tools that they might need to be able to, we're mission-based organizations, right? To come from a place of inspiration Mm -hmm. 
to their work. And so with regard to an event, I am wondering if you can talk a little bit about how you mobilize your board for the event, because I think this is a sticky point for a lot of our nonprofit superheroes out there. You know, it's, we all have boards. It's part of the structure of governance. It's what's happening. And we have expectations that they will quote unquote help, but often we don't define that. So what does that look like for you? I've been working on this for a long time. I'm not going to lie. Micromanaging an event before was how I did this, right? And so I've been personally trying to transition myself into what my expectation is of our board. And so, you know, we we expect them to fill a table, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we need to fill a table. Um, We need to, you need to be able to give at the event. Um, And we're asking you to give your most meaningful gift that day, um, whether it's $50 or $5,000, whatever that gift is. And we don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And and we've given everyone a level that I just need to know where we're going to be. but it's been it's been a transition for us and we've been working towards you know creating the most beautiful ambassadors Mm. and our development um our donor development committee that is our goal is how do we give everyone the ability to feel good and not feel swarmy because mm-hmm. I feel like when you say fundraising, it's yeah. swarmy and yeah. you're being manipulative and, you know, you're doing these things. But when you come in with positive intent, like when you come into the table and you're like, this is my passion and this is what I love, it all of a sudden becomes, you know, this beautiful um, experience versus manipulative. Yeah. And um, I want you to come and see something that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when you can get to that place to me is the right and we're still working on that with our board you know yeah. i know that there are a handful who are like beth i'm not really that connected i'm like but you know this one person can you bring this one person i'll fill the rest of your table don't worry and so taking some of that pressure off of filling the table with yeah. oh beth i need a five thousand dollar giver or whatever i go no i just need to introduce ourselves to someone and this is the person that you know that I know that we just need to introduce ourselves to them. And so taking some of that pressure off of them mm-hmm. and, you know, we've been working through that, you know, it's hard. I mean, cause we've been in this environment of, you no, know, you all have to have your goals and you need to tell us Beth, your table goals and how much you're going to raise yeah. and blah, 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 blah. And that doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know, it's really good to put on a sheet of paper, but it doesn't feel good. And I still have competitive board members who are like, where did I land? You know, uh-huh. how good did my table do? And I love that. I yeah. love that, you know, that they've got that in their brain. Like, okay, I want my table to raise $10,000. And, um, but really that's not the goal. You know, it's to introduce ourselves and for someone to fall in love. I had a donor one time. She's like, Beth, we're going to commit to this until the event. So she committed at a lower level and she doubled her gift that day because she compelled, right? Like all of a sudden this, she's like, Beth, you blew us away. And, um, and I often talk with friends who like who, they don't like race the paddle, you know, they don't love the race the paddle piece. And I think race the paddle is like the most beautiful experience to watch. I get to stand on stage and watch people feel and give to where they can feel. Yeah. And I was sitting at a um, at an event one time, and um, during and during the raise the paddle, and I was sitting with someone who I knew. She gave. She was on the board, and um, and she's like, "Oh, I wrote my check when I walked in." Ooh. I'm like, "Oh." I go, "Can I tell you something? 
that that's that's like killer to a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need you need to give you need to let me have the opportunity mm. to tell you something. Yeah, mm. and to tell you something that you feel beautiful about. And so, you know, I think that that's one space that we can you know we can encourage our board members come in with something and. When you feel compelled, and that's what you want to tell your people, yeah. tell your team, you're going to, you're going to get an opportunity to give. And yes, I do expect you to give at some level, right? I mean, at a $25 level, everyone in that room can give. Yeah. So, um, I mean, my staff gives, the staff gives, the, the part-time staff who gets to hang out with the kids is throwing up their paddle at $25, you know, like, yeah. so everyone should have the opportunity to give. And, um, and it is a fundraiser. And yeah. so our percentages have grown, you know, of couples giving. And so that to me is, you know, as long as we're talking about that and being honest, like this is a fundraiser. Yeah. And yeah. um, but really giving them the opportunity to feel good. Um, one of the things that I learned from you, Sam, was one story, one level. Like every level is the exact same story. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me has been so key. Um, number one, it doesn't people don't feel like they're I'm only connected to, you know, taking care of summer. Right. So I love summer enrichment, but um, so that means I can only give $2,500. Like that doesn't make sense to me. And so that has been a huge key and really just, so everyone knows that same story. Everyone yeah. is in the same story. And how do I get to give where I'm okay with? And which, you know, I mean, like sitting in a room, I mean, I open one of the levels. Everyone knows I'm a nonprofit fundraiser. I don't make a lot of money. <laughs> and so, um, and it's often my challenge. Like, so you all know what I make and I'm pretty sure you make more than I do. So let's see how much we can challenge the room to go, oh, Beth gave here. My director gave here. All of those key pieces. Oh, wait, in the back of the room, the staff is giving at these levels. Oh my gosh, I would want to be giving and feel compelled to give at that point. So well, so how has that changed your fundraising event when your staff all shows up in that way? Like, oh my what gosh. What kind of influence does that have in the room? Oh my impact? gosh. The first time it happened, so my first event ever, which I thought I was going to feel miserably at because I didn't know what I was doing. My um my, my auctioneer goes, so who's doing raise the paddle? I'm like, raise the what, what? And, <laughs> That's what I'm going like, to call it now, raise the what, what? <laughs> and um, so we get up there. He's like, Beth, just start talking. Just tell the stories that you've got. And so I did. I just told stories. And we we're on our top level of $1,000. And um, we go through this and we get to our um, our seventh person, she raises her paddle for $1,000. And my boss, the director, raises her paddle for $1,000. And we called for more. And the person before her raised her paddle again. <gasps> yes. Yes. And so that to me is, that was the first time I'd ever seen that. Yeah. Like, you know, and trying to educate myself at going to other fundraisers, I'd never seen that in person. Yeah. And so um, it was a beautiful moment. And I often, I prep our team, like, hey, if you can give, whatever level you want to give, but there is an opportunity. And if you need help with that, if you need to make a monthly payment to do that, um, because you feel compelled that you want to do that because you understand this, then you just let me know and we'll figure it out. And so um, when our volunteers are giving, um, I don't ask or I don't ask any of the people, our team, I don't say you have to give, you don't have to give, but I'm going to encourage you that if you feel like you can, 
do do whatever you can do. And our volunteers are throwing up paddles. You know, my person who's in the back keying in numbers on one cause, she's raising her paddle, like trying to type in numbers and still <laughs> raising her paddle at the same time. And so I think that shows a room um, of generosity and everybody wants to be a part of that. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, there was one year we had a match gift and, um, so through one level and um i don't do math really well i don't do it on the fly <laughs> at all and um so i had you know it was probably 125 do- i don't even know which level it was at and we needed to get to it i had a table of nuns in the back of the room they're doing the math for me beth you got five more left <laughs> uh-huh. yes <laughs> that's so, amazing you know it engaged this room when we could take pictures of our guests smiling with their paddles in the yeah. air you're like in the it's so beautiful to me. And I get to stand up on that stage and watch it. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I need a GoPro uh-huh. on yes. me to show, like, the amazing thing that's happening in that space. People aren't hanging out on their phones. We don't do text to give during the event um, unless you're at home working right. um, watching yep. remotely. Yep. It's all happening live for us. And I have found that to be super more engaging than texting to give on a phone. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I, I often see when you see the names and, oh, wait, my name came back up again. Nope, I didn't give again. They're just running that same list over yeah. and over. That that doesn't inspire me to give. Right. But watching my friends give um, and watching the people around me, like I watched, so we do a, at the end, that's really the only gimmicky thing that I feel like that we do is we do a run around at the end. And so we have auctioned off cake at the end and um, mm-hmm. this year the cake was baked by the kid our Oscar kid hero awesome. him and his grandparents made it and it came out of the St. Mark Youth Enrichment Community um, cookbook from 2003 amazing awesome. right super cute right and um, it was $2,700 that came in at $25 bids that's amazing and to me like it was so adorable because it was still connected to the story yep. Yep. and the person who won it paid $600 for that cake. Wow. Yeah. $25 bids. And it was the most fun environment that, you know, you're still working towards the mission. He's standing up on stage holding this cake that he made. Yeah. That's going to tip over because he's like, <laughs> so excited. and, um, and it's still connected and it's still connected to the people in that room. And um, it's connected to the families that we're serving. Okay, you touched on a whole bunch of magic that I just want to highlight before Kristen jumps in with with yes, her. Yes, I'm holding. Insights. I'm holding. I know. We're both like, oh, I know. First of all, you talked about you centered your mission in every action. Mm-hmm. You saw every person in that room as a donor. You gave yep. your staff and yep. your volunteers a bid paddle, which I think people overlook. Yes. You also informed people who maybe haven't given before both what to expect beforehand, but also whatever compels you to give, we can coordinate on the back end what that payment schedule looks like and made it a safe, comfortable environment. And then Mm -hmm. above all, what you just touched on is that importance of being a part of something that feels good and feels successful. That drives people more than anything. And that impulse moment of like, you're in, I'm in and raising the paddle. That is the sweet sauce of an event. And if you're not doing a paddle race, you need to learn from Beth McGorry. A paddle what what. Let's go, people. I think the other thing that I really want to center here, Beth, that I hear from you and that I love is that you are maximizing the true potential of gathering. You are taking, I can do this and I can make this gift. And Mm -hmm. then I'm a part of a room 
of everybody doing that at the same time. And then this Mm -hmm. magic thing happens where we are a we and we Mm -hmm. are all sort of invested in gaining a different momentum than I would have solo. And sometimes that helps me make decisions that are a little bit more and a little bit further than I thought I was going to go. And that's that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. That is the point of gathering. There is a collective energy. There is a collective momentum. Yeah. And yeah. there is a collective good yes. that is so much more than yeah. our individual. I mm-hmm. just filled out an envelope in my home sometimes, right? right? So when we talk yeah. about fundraising events being part of a bigger fundraising strategy, that is a unique value proposition for them that they bring to the yeah. table that the other channels of fundraising for you have their own unique value propositions, right? right? But yeah. but that yeah. power of gathering and that power of being with each other, seeing each other in community, you mm-hmm. all have in spades and you, you maximize that. And that yeah. is the superpower that you bring mm-hmm. to that room and everybody right. feels a part of, yeah. and that brings them into alignment with your mission and understanding right. what it is for those kids to be at St. Mark's. And I just think it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I do too. But it's been, you know, when I didn't know, I didn't know the impact that we were making with our community with our donor database with any of it until one day um I had a donor as she was walking out she's like Beth thanks for letting me be <laughs> I'm like oh my god I've never felt that way and then the next time it was on Facebook one of our guests oh my god I just went to this event <laughs> and I and I'm like I like you have no idea sometimes the impact and the ripple yeah. that that's gonna make and um and that to me was, oh, I want to be invited to that event. Like I just, I just sat there and looked at her whole list of people who loved it. I'm like, are you in my, are you on my database yet? Are you not? <laughs> I need to invite you to come see something. So like, how can I do this? And yeah. so, you know, it was an avenue that I wasn't expecting. I mm, didn't yeah. expect either of those incidents to happen. Like I didn't think that that was going to happen. And, um, and we talk so much about organic relationships yep. and mm-hmm. not forcing relationships. And, um, and that's hard in a community like ours. We all know who the top 10 givers are in yeah, town. And yeah. Do we have a, you know, it's a small town. And so right. we all know who those folks are, but I want them to happen really organically. Yep all the time. Are we living the same mission? And that goes into all of our aspects of, you know, all of the relations that we're making, all of those opportunities for people to give. Is it happening organically for people? And do they feel connected all the time? And so, and how do I keep you connected? How do I keep you connected? How do I keep you connected? Oh, Beth, so good. We're going to take a quick break to thank our amazing partners. And when we come back, Beth, we're going to put you in the fundraising elevator. Are you ready for it? I'm excited. All right, let's do it. Let's take a break. The fundraising elevator is recorded at the AV department in Portland, Oregon. For years, they've been our trusted partner, delivering exceptional audiovisual production and videography for nonprofits. In 2020, they transformed into a dynamic live streaming studio, producing more than 900 virtual and hybrid events. Now, we embark on an exciting journey together to bring you this podcast. Seeking the best in live events, video production, and live streaming? We proudly recommend our friends at the AV department. Link in the episode description. We are back with Beth McGorry. Beth left us on such a note of the invitation in. The work that you do is just such a 
way that you bring people together and it's just so inspiring. I think our events are so often the like big giant spotlight on our organizations and people bring a lot of anxiety into those (laughs) spaces. And I think what you've demonstrated today is that you bring a lot of love and you bring a lot of joy into those spaces and it brings your community closer to you. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. And while you're here, we want to invite you onto the fundraising elevator. We ask all of our guests to answer two questions to help those in the sector think about what they could be or where they could be starting differently. So the first question we want to ask you is to hop in and ride with us up to the penthouse where the party is and ask you, what is a party that really stands out for you and what made it stand out? I was at, gosh, I love this question because I've been thinking about this because I am a, you know, I'm a watcher of this podcast, so I knew where this was going. <laughs> right. so I've been thinking about this for a while. And, you know, there is one of our partners out there does this amazing outdoor event. And one of the things that they do beautifully and is bringing us in. Mm-hmm. You know, like literally we're getting our pictures taken and, oh, wait, those pictures got sent to me in my thank you card. And so, you know, just that real live touch, I'm getting hugs and we're seeing everybody. We might be eating out of a food truck and sitting under a tent together. Um, but one of the things they just do is so beautifully, you belong here. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much money you have. Nice. Mm-hmm. You belong here. And they do that super beautifully. And that to me, um, is always our goal, right? And yeah. so really trying, you belong in this space, no matter who you are and where you come from, you belong right here. Belonging is and powerful. That, yeah, that, and, and for us, it is really the key of how we're doing it. I I love my $10 donors as much as I love our $10,000 donors. Yeah. Exactly the same. We all should. And, and, and that's the deal, right? Like they are part of our family. They're part of our family who makes every day happen for us. And so- you know, I think that that's part of it. And so this event allows you to feel that way. And so I just, I love them. I love their executive director and they're a founder who have really instilled that into um, their event. Yeah. Amazing. Well, let's head into the elevator again and go down to the boiler room where we ask, what tools do you think a fundraiser needs in their toolkit? Oh my gosh. I have been carrying <laughs> a toolbox with me, you know, uh-huh. like, and adding new tools. And for us, there are a couple. So we had, when I started, we didn't really have a donor database to do anything. Mm, really. It yes, was lousy. Yes. So we're now working with a beautiful donor database and we're working with an amazing event database that has been helpful for us. Great. And um, we've gone through two. This is our second event um, platform that we've gone to and it's beautiful and brilliant and awesome. um, so helpful in all of the pieces. Um, Tell I us what would, those two tools are. So we're a Bloomerang family Lovely. and one cause. Great, Bloomerang awesome. We love yeah. them both. And, you know, we found them together, you know, at Storytelling Conference and all of those things. And so those kinds of pieces where you start to meet the people who are doing, helping yeah. you meet your goals and um, make a difference every day. And so that's super helpful. Um, and one cause has been phenomenal and we have been learning. So we're, we're in our second year of one cause and we learned so much that first year and um, we'll always have snafus, right? You yep. know, like a database is, is only as good as the data you put in it. And so um, we're working so hard to make sure that that piece is perfect for us. And, you know, so our snafus are less and, I have an amazing team that I get to work with and they are geniuses in those spaces. So I don't have to be. And that is an amazing part of that. So creating a great team, I've got to hire this team. And that to Ah, me, I started 
when I started, it was just me. <laughs> I'm not, I can't yeah. do all of yeah. those things well. I can do my portion well. And I was doing the other pieces, you know. Yep. Okay. And so having people who are smarter in their areas to me has been yeah. a great tool. But you know what? If you're going to be at an event, I'm never going to, I have to say this every time is you need to hire a professional auctioneer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hands down, hands down, hands down. Um, when I witness, um, you know, non-pros out there, they're losing thousands of dollars yeah, on the table, like yeah, in a room. And I witnessed one a couple months ago and I was like, they missed out on probably $50,000. Wow. And that was really hard for me. Yeah. I mean, as a planner, you're like, oh my God, please, please. Oh, wait, yeah. oh, they didn't. They missed that side of the room completely. And when you bring in a team, yeah. Um, yep. I mean, our auctioneer has been with me now for 10 years. That's great. And and he has taught me so much. Yeah. That to me is part of this, is that surrounding yourself with really good teachers. And that has been, I think, one of the biggest keys. And then every year we pick up a little bit something new. Love it. And so our goal this year is to add um, first names to our bid pad. Yes. So That's good. a goal. That's, I'll tell you when it happens. You know, like, you know what? Yeah. Manifest that. It's, yeah. You can't, yeah. you can't yeah. hit what you can't see. What I love... What I love is your highlight of data. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I also love about that, that is so in line with the mission of belonging. Because mm-hmm. if I show up and you, and I've done what, I, what I've done and you don't mm-hmm. know, that, that's a really powerful signal to me yeah. that you don't see me, that, you, that I don't belong there yeah. and that I may need to go find somewhere else where they do. And so thank you so yeah. much for highlighting yeah. that. Beth, you are, um, you are a highlight in the sector for me, yes. um, both as a human and for mm-hmm. what you do for your community. Um, I hope that you continue and just keep rocking it, but I'm sure you've inspired so many people today. If folks want to reach out, how can yeah. they get a hold of you? Um, St. Mark Youth Enrichment website is an easy Fantastic. place, but you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, and my Foxy Ladies Guide on Instagram if you want to follow my travels. So yes. follow her Foxy She's Ladies Guide. She's an avid traveler, and I <laughs> yes. love your escapades. Thank you so much so for your generosity for today. Me. Yes. Oh, this has been beautiful. You guys are amazing. And friends, if you're not following these guys, it's you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Beth. We appreciate you. We're going to share lots of resources in the show Show notes, notes, including the St. Mark's link, including the nonprofit storytelling conference, because that is such an incredible resource. And we appreciate your time today. Thank you, Beth. Have an amazing, amazing event coming up. Thanks, friends. Take care. Bye. The Fundraising Elevator is produced in partnership with Swaim Strategies at the studios of the AV Department. The program is produced by April Clark and directed by Steve Osborne, with audio engineering and original music by Dwayne Anderson and Heidi Christensen. Video production by Chris Peterson, Whitney Gomes, and Nathan Bouquet. Video editing by Steve Osborne. Graphic design by Pendulum Creative Group and support from Sophia Keller, John Lyles, and Andy Dowsett. together. Our online learning platform for fundraising events has webinars, workshops, downloadable tools, and more designed to save you time and stress when planning your next event. We're getting nonprofit, development, and event planning professionals the tools and ideas they need to create events that inspire donors and raise more money. 
So join us at elevatenonprofit.com. The link is also in our show notes.